You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we're talking about kiss destroyer on the line i have rob yes sir ben i am present and john you gotta have a party destroyer is the fourth studio album by the american hard rock band kiss released on the 15th of march 1976 by casablanca records in the u.s the producer was bob ezrin and the genre is hard rock and heavy metal i'm gonna read from the book bruno mcdonald flamenco guitar solos in Steals from Beethoven are not obvious ingredients for success, especially not for a comic book rock and rollers famed for rock and roll all night. Yet, Destroyer is an iconic Kiss album. Alive from 1975 bookended the band's primal phase, leaving them free to experiment. It came in producer Bob Ezrin, who had honed his craft with Lou Reed and Alice Cooper. He characterized Kiss as a, a carnal urges of the youth he pushed them to transcend the groin uh groin grinding of their earlier work the fruits <laughs> included enduring anthems notably detroit rock city and god of thunder a paul stanley song that became gene simmons signature tune there are oddities too including the hit ballad beth and great expectations for which as in rated beethoven <laughs> Uh, Ezrin commissioned L.A. scenester Kim Foley to help with the strumming of King of the Night, Time World, and Do You Love Me, and in a bid to bump up the running time, added sound collages at the start and close, an eerie 86-second coda mixed backward bits of Destroyer with a snippet from Alive. The package was wrapped in an eye-popping painting by Ken Kelly. Fans have... uh, Debated Destroyer's merits since its release, a fire fueled by the revelation that Ezrin had dumped guitarist Ace Freely for two cuts, but the band have spent their entire career trying to match it. All right, what do we think of Kiss Destroyer? Don't be I'm shy. Not, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with Kiss Destroyer. <laughs> oh, I think, boo. I think it's dumb, and I think Kiss is dumb. <laughs> You're not wrong on either of those points, but like, it's fun. Is it I'm fun not, though? Not really. I, I mean, the dictators do it better. Alice Cooper does it better. Yeah, I think Ezrin came from Alice Cooper a bit, right? Like, didn't he help out on oh, Alice yeah. Cooper's albums? Did you read how how Bob Ezrin <laughs> had to? He halted the recording sessions. He's like, "All right, stop, 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 stop." And then just taught them basic music theory. Because <laughs> right. they just didn't he, know how to play music. He wore, he wore a whistle around his neck to try to get their attention because they're so dumb. <laughs> it it kind of blew my mind because I read so much up on Bob Ezrin and their, 
their interviews with them telling and they and they basically said, yeah, Bob Ezrin, uh, he sang all the solos. I got to give him credit where credit's due. He sang note for note every solo and then we played the solos, including drum, a lot of the drums, too. So it feels more like a Bob Ezrin project that involved <laughs> Kiss. But, I mean, for a Bob Ezrin yeah. project, it's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, if he's singing the guitar harmony on Detroit Rock City, like, man, Bob Ezrin can fucking sing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He, what, what Birch was saying. No, was, I understand. I understand. He's, <laughs> he sang it so that they would know how to play it. He sang but it so they that, would know what to play. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But even that, like, to sing that and to lay it out, like, that's a good guitar line. Yeah. It is. It's some of the best. I don't think that the. Uh, I think that he has some good influences as a producer, but I don't necessarily think that this album is very well produced. It mm. sound. It's like ramshackle in some parts. Like the the like sonically the sound quality. Like right now we're listening to Kings of the Nighttime World. It just kind of sounds like distant and flat. Mm-hmm. There's certain parts where they should have had just done another take. Like in in Detroit Rock City, um, like the drums, there's those drum fills where it's just playing the triples, like and there's a few times that he nails it, but there's also a few times where he kind of slurs a few of them. And where's where's Bob Everson going? Like, hey, let's do another try at that one. And like, this isn't the, this isn't the live album. Maybe that was their 40th try. And I was, was going to say, I think it might be possible. I think that they're just a bad band, guys. And <laughs> ah, th- th- this is party rock. I, 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 I have to disagree with with you on, on this, Ben. It is dumb. I agree with you on that. But there's, uh, of all of the songs on this record, like the only one that I gave a act, like a thumbs down to was Do You Love Me? Because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like even like at their dumbest like fucking great expectations is hilarious <laughs> so it's dumb one of the funniest uh. things i've ever heard put to tape it's one of like i think it might be the most braggadocious like bit of lyricism that's ever been recorded by mortal man is it's paul stanley so in on the dumb. joke though i think so i mean <laughs> unless he's deaf children's choirs singing about how great your body is like yeah it's gotta be weird oh you you gotta know what you're doing yeah it's just it's wrong it's absolutely wrong it's so good (laughs) i i crack up every fucking time i hear it man it's so funny it's so hilarious and then just getting Uh, the the children's choir in there to uh yeah (laughs) do the backing band like (laughs) Is that the Brooklyn Children's Choir yeah. and 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 the like the the New York Philharmonics doing the uh, orchestrations <laughs> right. on Beth? I mean, yes. Yeah, Jesus Christ. yeah I mean I that's, that's I have some weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess I, what do you do when you have a dumb band that can't play well? Okay, well let's try and like just distract you with sound effects and children's choirs and the. The Philharmonic. Well, oh, they play fucking. They, they're 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 tight as shit for the most part, guys. I I I I get what you're saying about Detroit Rock City, Ben, but like everyone else on that is fucking tight as a drum. Like that's uh. That, I don't agree that, with that. It's, it's, it's agree oh, to disagree, Rob. Yeah, I agree. To disagree. I think that Kiss has always been a sloppy, dumb band, and the and and, but the thing is, it's such a spectacle live. How could you not love it? 
you know, like they're, they've got their makeup, they've got the costumes they're breathing fire. It's such a show that you either don't notice or don't care that the music's dumb. So when they take that stuff to, 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 to the recording studio, you know, their first two albums didn't do too well. Uh, Alive did good because, you know, by, uh, by, dozens of of overdubs and sweetening and stuff they were able to kind of recreate the feeling of what it's like at a live show even if it's not like an honest reproduction or an an honest uh presentation of a live show i I like kiss alive it sounds great and then like this one you know they're trying a different tactic they're like okay what what else can we throw in here to kind of sweeten the deal because you can't see them in their costumes you can't feel the fire we need to bring something else to the table because in my opinion, the music's lacking. Yeah. And Bob Ezrin was trying to, he, he saw them as a very macho band. He thought, it, you know, they're balls to the wall rock and roll. And he really appreciated that. But he looked at their audience and was like, you guys are going to be playing for the same, you know, 500 like teenagers all your life, unless you do some like, try some different things so he was trying to break them into a bit or at least break them out of their sort of uh cartoonish uh personas i guess and into some of these different things do i think he made all the right choices probably not i mean maybe it and and those are kind of the places where i didn't really appreciate alice cooper i thought it got a little a little goofy when you know he does like West Side Story, and I feel like it's a little goofy when he's doing these uh, uh, great expectations. And yeah, do do you love me? But oh. I, th- I think he's done the <laughs> he did the best he could with what they were doing. Also, they were very they were very coked up a lot of the time. So they would just come into the studio and say, I got an idea. And then they'd start playing for two measures and Bob would either be like, yeah, I like that. Or he'd be like, no, it's dumb. Give me something <laughs> else. So this Pretty is what you whistle. get. I mean, he, he's he's a producer, but also kind of, a, you know, the mentor of of what this album has become. Oh, this well, this regardless of my opinion, this album moved units, so he did his job. Well, but it wouldn't have moved units had Beth not somehow become a surprising hit. They put Beth and Detroit Rock City as A B on the record so that DJs would have to play Detroit Rock City because Beth was like a ballad and they thought nobody would play that. They said, Oh, okay, well let's just force them to play the A side. But then people liked Beth. Beth brought the album back. Fucking I will say, Peter I, Chris, man. <laughs> I, I love the song Detroit Rock City. I do too. I, I think I, like I think it. it's an awesome rock song. There's other Kiss songs that I like as well. I like Love Gun, but it, it, but in general, I don't know. Maybe I'm a Kiss Greatest Hits kind of guy. I I just <laughs> it's it's a weird thing to have a band that is it's very much so, uh, style over technique. It's very much a a look and a like presentation over a lot of substance. <clears throat> um, but the substance I like, I like the like God of Thunder is it's it, that's what you want to hear in the, you know, in a rock song. You want something about monsters and you know yeah. kind of be big and braggadocious like this. I actually. Uh, I mean, a lot of people like Beth and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I sometimes you don't, you don't want to watch like 
uh, a Kurosawa film. Sometimes you want to watch fucking Conan. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like this is Conan. Like this is big and it's dumb. Yeah. Speaking but of uh, this album art, uh, Ken uh, Kelly, he he's a pretty prolific fantasy artist, and uh, his his Frank, uncle Frank, is Frank, is Frank, Frank Frazetta. Frazetta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there's a lot of like uh, solid fantasy art heritage running through this. Yeah, he he did the album cover for uh, the Rainbow album, Rising. That's just like the big fist grabbing the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah, also did. He did like all of those Man of War albums. Yeah, <laughs> I can't disassociate the uh, the album art for this record from the Sloppy Seconds album art for their, <laughs> <Yeah>. their <laughs> debut album, Destroyed, which is exactly. <laughs> It's them mimicking it. Um, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, uh, produced by Paul Mayhern, which uh, produced the oh, no uh, Pumps record Simulator. Yeah, huh. it's interesting. I Did don't think you... we're going to get to that sloppy album in this book. <laughs> now, are we going to get to Vicious Circle though? Paul Mayhern Zero Boys? No, I don't think we no will. Way. Unfortunately, it's a damn shame. Did anybody look up the original uh, album cover? Because they had to take out the burn city that was behind them because it, too, it was too violent. But I went back and I, I double checked the original artwork and it's cool. It's actually really cool. I mean, this one is them, you know, kind of like rising over a mountain. But the original stuff I thought was, uh, I don't know. I was just surprised that it they felt it was too violent or I mean, I guess it's the 70s and stuff. But it it, it just struck is striking that it that it, it wouldn't just fly, I guess. This is kind of also the, you know, Black Sabbath had sort of presented this sort of like heavy metal, hard rock sort of atmosphere attitude. And this is now Kiss is the progenitor of the studded, uh, what would you say, pants, the look, the outfit, the sort of like. I'm just going to call him proto jugglers, man. Pressure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, bondage rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all wearing I mean, platform ha- shoes, you know, <laughs> like, were they already doing like the comic books and like the merch, like blitz at this point in time? They were still had, they had the, uh, army kiss army okay. was already going. So I don't know. I don't think they had gotten, I think after this album is when it blew up a, a bit more. I don't know if they had the comic books. Yet. I think this album I'm, maybe had like a, 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 an insert to join the kiss army. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that misfits followed that uh, pattern of like, okay, let's just put our, put this logo on everything and try to sell it. Like, I think they're from the same town too. So who fucking knows? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kisses, Chris kisses Jersey, right? I'm almost certain. Yeah. Let me see. 
fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey trash. I them and the boss. Oh, and oh, the oh they formed nope. in New York City. Oh no. Kiss of the New York business. City trash. Man, I would have thought Jersey too. They just they've got that they feel uh, like Jersey. It stinks of Jersey. <laughs> They're probably in Jersey City and just says in New York. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. Really. You're from Valparaiso. <laughs> but really, I'm in Naperville. Yeah. Apparently, the Kiss Army came out of Terre Haute, Indiana. No uh, shit. That, that, che- yeah. that checks. The yeah. Highland. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That whole town smells like a paper mill, man. Yeah. But how about uh, Flaming Youth, guys? Oh, Sounds man. My uniform is leather and my power is my age. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some lyrics. Wait, your power is 39? I don't understand. Yeah, baby. My uniform is leather. <laughs> I can't disassociate any of this shit from uh, Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, where Paul Stanley's laying in bed without his makeup on and just a bunch of girls are surrounding him while he's doing some fucking dialogue to the camera in the ceiling. Does anyone else have that? Uh, I, 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 no, I running serious. through their head the whole fucking time. If, I would recommend watching Decline of Western Civilization Part 2. It's watch, fucking hilarious. Watch one and two. Both of them are great. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, watch three. It's about gutter punks in the 90s. I don't know. Did, did anybody ever have like a kiss phase? Because I... No. I, okay. No. I, kn- I knew people who did, I did too. but I never did. I, I knew a lot. Yeah, a couple people who, who were like in Kiss Army. They just loved Kiss. Is Zach in the Kiss Army? He seems like he'd be in the Kiss no. Army. No, he's not. But hmm. he... He appreciates. I mean, we covered God. God made rock and roll for you. Yeah, but that's so, not even Kiss. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but they covered it in Bogus Journey. Yeah, I they mean, did. I just don't know what to. I never know what to think about Kiss because it. It's one of those bands that, if you say Kiss Kiss isn't good, then it sounds like you're, you're kind of trashing a. You're shitting on a fucking uh, like a people. <laughs> you're, 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 you're shitting on a, a a movement. Yeah, it's sort of a, a movement. I can side with Juggalos, but critique ICP. Yeah, I guess you could say something like, "Yeah, it's true." But yeah, Kiss, no, you're right. Kiss you're just right. is I mean, some somebody's like favorite band. You know, it's it's something like strange. They just represent so many things that will become the heavy metal era attitude yeah they definitely just so much of that you're right like there i mean there was cock rock before them but they put a lot of (laughs) yeah alice cooper was before them but they are they took it to the extreme they are they are presenting things as like the death like a you're a (laughs) like mask like all the black metal you know makeup like every everything going in that will spawn out of this sort of like element of kiss and their over the top comic book attitude is, is uh, it's just hard to deny, I guess. Yeah. I can't, I can't argue with you on it. Like, but it's so dumb. I act of, There's so it's much. So dumb. D- it's, oh, it's so dumb. But I mean, <laughs> rock and roll is dumb. 
not that, necessarily. It's a fucking oh, don't let, let let's not, let's not play <laughs> let's not play this game. It's it's gonna rock it's and roll not gonna end dumb, well. But but I don't know. Kiss is yeah. dumber than most. Man. Yeah, it's it's strange too because I I feel like we all have a a certain uh, attitude or we're we're fans of a band like Turbo Negro and we're, we like completely acknowledge that Turbo Negro is kind of a dumb band, but at the same time, when you dig into it, it's like, man, they're, they got some players in that band for sure. Mm -hmm. So when when tracking the roots and the influences that brought us Turbo Negro, I prefer the dictators to kiss. Yeah. Or Alice Cooper. That's fair. I mean, you can have your preferences, but it still it still has a place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was if I was fourteen when this album came out, or if I was fourteen when I was first introduced to this band, I would have I would have been on board with the with the products that they're selling. You know. Oh yeah, you. I would be in the Kiss Army. Abs one hundred percent. If this came out and I saw that cover and I bought it, I'd be rocking God of Thunder in Detroit Rock City like every night. Do you remember the uh, the movie that came out in like early two thousands called Detroit Rock City? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember like relating to those kids. I just I being from a different era, I didn't have that like I related to those kids, but my muse was was different for me than than Kiss was for them. Yeah, you know? and that's I think that's what I'm yeah, you're you're getting at what I'm trying to say is is that they represent something that I absolutely cannot deny is awesome. And it's ex- very like exciting, you know, to have this stage performance to be the rock and roll band. But at the same time, it's hard to it's hard to like a, a album, especially like this, that isn't bulletproof, that isn't like rock solid every song because you have a few like, I guess, duds in, in the mix. I think there's only two duds on this. What, 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 what do you what are you counting as a dud on this? Birch. Uh. Basic, great expectations, uh, oh. flaming, <laughs> flaming youth, uh, and yeah, kind of great expectations, flaming youth, and sweet pain. And then I don't really like Beth or Do You Love Me. Shout it out loud. Okay, totally solid. But it, it's a good I, song. Yeah, the yeah. things I'm I I look for in Kiss is what you would expect from Kiss. To, like the first three will really uh, pump it up, and then it just kind of falls a, a down for me. I don't know. I. I understand why Beth is a, like a hit and people are interested in it, but I just, I just don't like it. I, just don't I mean, it's not what really weird first that in- it's a kiss song. Yeah. What was-, was your first introduction to Beth? Uh, the movie, what hot American summer? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard it on the radio, but I remember Dave Parker used to play it because he had a girlfriend <laughs> of course named Beth. <laughs> oh, I remember Beth. And the, <laughs> The Nicotones would uh would play it sometimes. I don't remember why. Because <laughs> Beth, uh, he sang it. Uh, much, he hilarious. sang it better than Peter Chris, though. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but Beth isn't really like it wasn't a Kiss song originally. I guess it was like whatever Peter Chris's uh original band was before he joined Kiss. Did he Him front and- a band? He was in a band with a guy called Stan Penridge, and Stan Penridge is the guy who like wrote Beth about his wife, I think, named Becky. Wait, wait, so Peter like, didn't write Beth? No, no, not really. He kind of <laughs> so Peter Chris's wife is like Jennifer or something, and Stan Penridge's wife is is Becky or or Rebecca, 
Right. Oh, girlfriend. And he would call her Bex. And so they took it. And they're like, oh, well, let's just make Bex into Beth. Yeah. Yeah. So they, it's a weird uh, Perfect. I, I think it was yeah. Gene Simmons that was like, why are you saying Beck? Like, yeah. why, why not just say Beth? It's so much, e- it doesn't sound. It's not even your girlfriend. Yeah. It's your best <laughs> <Right>. girlfriend. <laughs> My first impression to Kiss was a live show. I think that, you know, first impressions are everything. Absolutely. And, and I think that had I seen them live before I ever heard a recording, I would have been so on board that you, you couldn't convince me that the recordings are dumb, you know, because because you have that experience and you know, that's, that's the, 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 the mystique of kiss. But I would say if they ever came to town, I would absolutely go out and see kiss. But as of, as of July, 2020, I've never seen kiss. I've just heard kiss albums and I'm not into them. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's a, it's a live band. I mean, you pick up the album because it looks cool or because, you're already a fan of the music and you want to sing along next time they play shout it out loud, which Mm -hmm. I would absolutely do. I did find it funny that, uh, Peter Chris was like, Oh, the drum beat for shout it out loud came from, uh, he said, quote, sugar pie, honey bunch, which is not the name of the song. (laughs) 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 Uh, obviously it's, I can't help myself, but four tops, but I hear it. I thought it was pretty cool. It's, it's, it's just that Motown beat, the 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 snare on every count, like just like, yeah, they, they use that beat for 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 a lot of tracks. Yeah. Uh, also, we're uh, listening to Beth right now, and I thought it was amazing that uh, <laughs> I thought it was amazing that Rod Stewart, uh, you know, covered it, became a major hit. It won the People's Choice Award that year. Um, no shit. I can, hear him. I can hear him in my head doing it, but I don't know if I've ever listened to it. Yeah. It won it the people choice alongside disco duck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> what, a, what, oh, what a bummer of a year for people choosing things. <laughs> the people were wrong. <laughs> Pac-Man fever was right around the corner, guys. They also, Bob Ezrin was definitely feeding them cocaine <laughs> during the recording. Uh, yeah, it was all sorts of, uh, uh, it was the, the, the sort of the beginning of the excess, I guess you could say, with within Kiss. Also, Rolling Stone referred to this as bloated ballads, pedestrian drumming and lackluster performances. Uh so, so Birch, what you're telling me is that not every cocaine binge leads to station to station. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> or you're uh, forgetting about the, the, the milk and the peppers is what makes yeah. station to station, not well, the I mean, cocaine. Yeah. 
not every cocaine binge brings you to uh hegira then <laughs> yeah what is what i mean black sabbath wasn't it was supposed to be snowblind but what was it is uh oh uh is, was volume, it? Four. volume four volume yeah. four yeah see there you go so not every coke binge brings you there i guess that's i, a, guess, that's I, a, that's I think closer, you have to know how to uh, <laughs> that's a closer tangent to draw is black sabbath to kiss than Joni Mitchell. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you have to know how to play your instruments. That before. is the difference. <laughs> that is the difference. Uh, or be actual artists. Um, have, have something to say that's not just my boner's hungry. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. But sometimes uh, that's what you need to say. <laughs> no, they, they sure do take a lot of opportunities to say it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. This is so stupid. This album is so stupid. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> Being morons. Uh, but I love it. I love it. Except for this song. Jesus Christ, do you love me? Fuck, it sucks. Short answer, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a shitty yeah, what fucking a, song. What a dumb song to basically end on other than just like the rock and roll party filler. Like... Bob Ezrin like twisted this song because the original lyrics were like, "Do you want to suck me?" or something <laughs> that like that. Would have been a better song. <laughs> would it have even? <laughs> I mean, because if you're just gonna go with it, just go with it. Like, just put it out there. You know, like if you're gonna, there's no need to even be coy. AC/DC like, he would have used a double entendre there. Right. <laughs> but Kiss is like, do, do you want to put your mouth on my penis? <laughs> the sometimes, you know, they just want to <laughs> shoot for that lowest common denominator. <laughs> Opening with Detroit Rock City was the right move, though. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the way to do it. Starting with the first three songs. Yeah. yeah. No, the, yeah. Those first three songs are unstoppable. Yeah. Shit, guys. Yeah. I. <laughs> You're about to talk me out of a positive here. So. <laughs> I, I mean, don't let me do that, man. Go with your heart. It's it's how much you know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> who wants to start? Who wants to start this gauntlet? I'll go. Uh, uh, I think that I'm going to have to give "Destroyer" by Kiss a negative. Wow! Uh, okay. Dang! Fired. The the few good songs on this album are not good enough. To, to trudge through the this just quagmire of dumb lowest common denominator rock and roll. I love rock and roll, but not for these reasons. All right. Yes. I think you should try to hit yourself in the head a whole bunch of times <laughs> and then try re-listening to it. Macaroni! Did you try chugging 15 beers and I, then I, listening to this record? Yeah, shove the crayon a little deeper in your right nostril. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, I would be down for that, Rob. Uh, next time we're hanging out, if, we, if we've got a day that we don't need to do anything the next day, Pour 15 beers into me. Play me Kiss Destroyer. <laughs> I would probably have a different... <laughs> a different that is an excellent experiment. I, I want to get some lab coats and make this shit happen. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. I would probably uh, love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ultimately, for me, I'm still going to stick with a positive on it. Um, there's enough good songs on it. I think Bob Ezrin's production, for the most part, is pretty, pretty fucking spot on. Um... And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think you'll find another Kiss album that sounds like this, like in the future. It, it, 
it's stupid. It's really stupid. This album is fucking stupid. The lyrics are stupid. These people are stupid. But there's some really good rockers in here as well. So, and sometimes they gave me big, dumb, fast music. So I'm, I'm here for it. I got to go neutral. I mean, I also like it big. I also like it dumb. I like it big and dumb. But there's not enough to push it positive. Uh, Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, God of Thunder, Shout It Out Loud. And that's it for me. Like I really can't take Great Expectations is I will not call I will not call Great Expectations a bad song. It's just not enough for me. It's 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 so fucking dumb. Oh my god. So <laughs> like the things man. my fingers can do. Like when they touch on the stuff. Did you watch did, did you watch that live symphonic kiss video that they're, no, no, they're, no. they're they're panning out to the crowd and there's actually like pretty ladies in the crowd giving eyeballs to Gene Simmons while he's singing this and it's so it it's it makes it it's even more maddening that there are people out there who want to touch kiss sexually someone has to ride on the back of the harley while i take down the road to swallow that hot dog dangling from a line and that is those people so good for them like i'm glad someone needs to be there but it's just not me it's the circle of life uh uh, i'll i'll probably just go neutral i uh, I, I kind of am with uh, John on this one. It's it's big and dumb, but also it feels like a step in rock and roll, heavy metal sort of uh, bra- bragging. But at the same time, I, I mean, I like God of Thunder. I like that kind of uh, man of war, that kind of uh, epicness that you, they try to throw in there, monsters and stuff. And Detroit Rock City is is probably, if not one of my favorite Kiss songs. I mean... The guitar minis on that are just mwah, amazing. I love that. Uh, yeah, it drops off real quick though. I can only, I can only like it so much. It's just, <laughs> I don't really recommend it. I guess it just is there, and it's a part of rock and roll, and that's that's pretty much it. Live show, a different story sure that live show is amazing uh i did want to read something from simmons it says as i sit here talking to you today i'm proud to say that per the riaa kiss is the number one american gold record award-winning group of all time in all categories we tied the beach boys on the number of gold singles we have beach boys and kiss only have two gold singles apiece two they had kokomo and good vibrations ours were I was made for loving you and Beth. (laughs) I don't know what he was talking about. That is just some weird shit to throw down. Wait, all categories? Like, like this must have been like an this must have been a uh, a interview from like the '90s or something. Yeah, it was. I mean, because since then, I'm sure there's other gold singles where people have more, like Britney Spears or yeah. The crazy thing is, he was trying to like. He was trying to like brag in a weird way that just is like number one American gold record award winning group of all time in all categories. What the you got to dig then, pretty hard. And then the two examples he throws out 
are not necessarily good representations of Kiss's catalog. No, you, you've got you've got the song from Bill and Ted that they didn't write, and then you, you've got the song that your drummer didn't write. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, no Mike Love, that's for sure. <laughs> Kokomo, what a yeah, great song! <laughs> Can't wait till we get to the real Beach Boys. <laughs> Give me some Stamos. <laughs> Give me that sta- Stamos stink. I need, it, I need it on it. All right, next time we'll be talking about Rush, twenty-one twelve. Oh, right, yes. Thanks, y'all. Oh, all right. If I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. Me and the boys are playing. And we just can't find the sound Just a few more hours